Today's podcast features an article from Discern Magazine. Is the Law of Attraction Biblical? The idea of the Law of Attraction can be found in both New Age and self-help literature. But does this so-called law align with the truth of the Bible? By Eric Jones. In 2006, the book The Secret was published. Written by Rhonda Byrne, The Secret has sold over 30 million copies and was turned into a Hollywood movie in 2020. The Secret made bold claims that garnered a lot of attention. It claimed to unveil an ancient secret that, when tapped into, could bring health, wealth, and happiness. The book's first chapter quickly revealed the secret. Quote, the secret is the law of attraction. End of quote. The author claimed that this supposed law determined, quote, the complete order in the universe, end of quote, and is just as universal and powerful as gravity. The book asserts that this law is found in the sacred writings of nearly all of the world's religions, including the Bible. For Christians, this bold claim naturally begs the question, is the law of attraction in the Bible? What exactly is the law of attraction? The concept of the law of attraction is based on metaphysical ideas of mystical energies that supposedly reside in all living things. In her book, Miss Byrne says that every person possesses powerful internal energies that are released through thoughts. She claims that what we think, positive or negative, is released out of us into the universe as positive or negative energy. The Secret describes the power of thoughts this way on page 10. Quote, thoughts are magnetic. As you think, these thoughts are sent out into the universe and they magnetically attract all like things that are on the same frequency. Everything sent out returns to the source and that source is you. End of quote. This is where attraction supposedly comes into play. The idea is if you think negatively about things you don't want, you will attract negative experiences. If you think positively about what you desire, you'll attract positive experiences. For example, if you constantly worry about failure, you'll attract negative experiences that will cause you to fail. Conversely, if you think and feel thoughts of joy and gratitude, you'll attract positive experiences that will result in success. The Secret Book sums up the idea like this on page 13. Quote, The law of attraction simply gives you whatever it is you are thinking about. End of quote. Through the universe's power, the idea goes, thoughts become things and experiences. The author makes no apologies for the idea sounding self-centered. She writes on page 41, quote, You deserve all good things life has to offer. All good things are your birthright. End of quote. How does Miss Byrne suggest people tap into this universal law? Three basic steps are offered in the book. Number one, determine exactly what you want and ask the universe for it. Number two, believe you will receive it by constantly thinking and speaking about your request. And number three, manifest the feelings and emotions you will have once you achieve your desire. This is often done through verbal affirmations expressing gratitude for what you want as if you have already received it. 
According to its advocates, practicing this law will, without exception, lead to success and attainment in all aspects of life, wealth, relationships, careers, and personal fulfillment. Now, rational thinkers often look at these claims and label them as pseudoscience, because there's no scientific evidence that thoughts attract energies from the universe. The law of attraction is similar to the popular law or idea of karma. The main difference is that karma focuses on consequences from energy released by actions, while the law of attraction focuses on energy released by thoughts. To learn more about the idea of karma as it relates to the Bible, read our article, Is Karma in the Bible? You can find the link in the show notes. The Law of Attraction's Other Forms When one reads The Secret, it becomes obvious that the book draws heavily from Eastern philosophy and New Age concepts. Other literature it draws from is less obvious. However, forms of the Law of Attraction have been promoted in self-help publications for years. One of the idea's earliest advocates was a man by the name of Napoleon Hill, who wrote the book Think and Grow Rich, which was released in 1937. Mr. Hill taught that desires are the key to success. He claimed, using the subconscious mind, people can attract anything they want if they believe and focus hard enough on it. Here's a quote from page 153 of the book. Quote, Poverty is attracted to the one whose mind is favorable to it, as money is attracted to him whose mind has been deliberately prepared to attract it. End of quote. It's really just another way of saying the law of attraction. Norman Vincent Peale, an American pastor, wrote the book The Power of Positive Thinking in 1952. Though he used more biblical terminology, his philosophy was very similar. He syncretized many of the mystical elements with religious concepts like prayer. For example, his book asserts on page 57, quote, Prayer power is a manifestation of energy, end of quote. And on page 71, quote, The human brain can send off power by thoughts and prayers, end of quote. He encouraged his readers to repeatedly verbalize motivational scriptures as affirmations to receive power. Now, there are many other proponents of the idea, people such as Deepak Chopra, Oprah Winfrey, and Tony Robbins. Like Norman Vincent Peale in the 1950s, Joel Osteen, the American pastor, has syncretized the idea with Christian terminology in his books like The Power of I Am and The Abundance Mindset. What is the main error of the Law of Attraction? The Law of Attraction teaches that the mind emits energy that attracts the powers of the universe. But this idea is foreign to the Bible. The human mind does have amazing abilities made possible by something called the spirit in man, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11. These abilities include intellect, creativity, and planning. However, the spirit of man does not empower the mind to broadcast energy into the universe. According to the Bible, the ability to make things happen by thought alone is reserved only for the spirit realm. Through the power of his spirit, God can project his will throughout the universe. You can read that in Psalms 33 verse 9 and Psalms 139 verse 7. Satan can project sinful thoughts and attitudes through the air. We read that in Ephesians 2, verse 22. 
However, human beings have no such power. Ideas that the mind can mystically extend itself outside of the body are humanly devised fictions in man's attempt to attain the powers of the spirit realm. How does the law of attraction contradict the Bible? Well, we find several serious conflicts when we examine the idea in the light of the Bible. Let's look at four of those conflicts. Number one, the law of attraction attributes divine powers to the universe. The idea that our mind's energies attract positive or negative consequences from the universe imbues the universe with the power to bless and curse. This ascribes God's power to the physical universe, which the Bible addresses in Romans 1 verse 25. Christians seek blessings from God, not the universe. See also Isaiah 41 verse 10 and 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 and James 1 verse 17. Number two, the law of attraction is based on thoughts and feelings, not righteousness. The law of attraction claims that good or bad things happen to us because of our thoughts and feelings. However, the Bible doesn't promise blessings for merely thinking positively. God is concerned with our living righteously. Instead of seeking success through positive thinking and manifestation, we should focus on pleasing God with righteous conduct and thinking. Psalm 15 verses 1 through 3, Proverbs 16 verse 7, and Micah 6 verse 8. Number three, the law of attraction ignores God's will and the realities of this world. The law of attraction claims we can get anything we want by just thinking positively and desiring it. However, this ignores the fact that God has a larger plan for us that may not include everything we desire. God never promised anyone a life without difficulties. No amount of positive thinking will prevent trials and personal failures. For some references on that, see Psalm 34, verse 19, John 16, verse 33, and James 1, verse 3. The book of Proverbs, in Proverbs 19, verse 21, assures us that the will of God will always stand regardless of how positively we think about our goals. It reads, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. And number four, the law of attraction centers on the self and promotes covetousness. The law of attraction often encourages people to focus on themselves and their desires. It's all about how people can achieve what they want. However, the Bible labels self-centered covetousness as a sin in Colossians 3 verse 5. Instead, God encourages us to work hard, be content, and have an others-first attitude. The desire for physical achievement and gain should never take precedence over the kingdom of God, righteous living, and serving others. Matthew 6.33 and Romans 12 verse 13. Goal setting and positivity in proper perspective. Now we are not arguing that setting goals and being positive are wrong. Having clear goals is essential to both physical and spiritual success. Without goals, we'll just live aimlessly and end up wherever the winds of life take us. The Bible presents planning or goal setting as a principle for success. You can read that in Proverbs 21 verse 5 and Proverbs 24 verse 27. Diligent people map out their life goals and make plans to accomplish them. 
The benefit of goals, big or small, is that they help us direct our decisions and planning. Successful companies have strategic plans to help them achieve their mission and goals, and likewise, individuals should have goals and make tangible plans to accomplish them. But there is no mystical secret to success in life. Physical success comes from setting goals, planning, working diligently, and then being resourceful when problems arise. Of course, for Christians, all of this should be done in the context of seeking guidance and help from the Creator God. Psalm 37 verse 4 and Isaiah 55 verse 6. The Bible also encourages us to think positively. In Philippians 4, Paul tells us to avoid anxious thoughts and lists eight principles for spiritually positive thinking in verses 6 through 8. Wallowing in a cesspool of negativity is not good for our physical, mental, or spiritual health. However, the Bible doesn't teach us to be artificially positive to the point of ignoring the realities of life in this world. Instead of ignoring all negativity, the Bible says that a wise person foresees evil and hides himself. Proverbs 27 verse 12. In order to practice that principle, we have to consider potential negative outcomes or pitfalls and take precautions to avoid them. The core difference between the Bible and the law of attraction is that the Bible attaches no mystical powers to goal setting or positivity. Goals and spiritually positive thinking should be part of a God-centered life, not self-centered mysticism. To conclude, the law of attraction is not biblical and should hold no attraction for Christians. Thanks for listening. For more information from today's featured article, visit lifehopeandtruth.com.